astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Happy Black Friday. I know yeah. as people are listening, it's Monday, uh, but for us, as we're recording, it is Black Friday morning. So mm-hmm. I know mom and me are pumped as the orders are starting to come through, and I'll probably yes, put like special. a final, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, I'll probably put like a final count in the podcast notes. So people know where we ended since this is just the kickoff, but it's about 9am Pacific time. We already have 25 orders in Uh, actually 30, I'm sorry, 33 orders in. So we are already on a roll this morning. Well, we know what we're going to be doing this weekend. (laughs) Shopping. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, So today our topic is going to be new moons And I don't think we've ever discussed the new moons like this. I know in the past we've maybe mentioned, oh, this month there's a new moon. What's it about? But we're going to talk about a different, a new, not a new concept, but a concept we haven't spoken about. You know, and it's pretty amazing, actually. Uh, And I have to admit that I, for, 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 wow, for a decade or so, I didn't recognize this theme. I didn't understand what's happening every, as we go into the fall of every year, specifically November through March. And today we'll talk about it. And, uh, and it's everyone can track this one. And we're going to lay it out for everyone of how this new moon series is going to affect everyone in a stronger way than just a typical new moon. Yes. So before we get into our topic today, um, one of our listeners and a long time dear friend, uh, Kate had mentioned had sent me a text message saying what is going on with Disney? Um, Mm -hmm. She's a huge Disney fan. So I just said like, I need to look up the tea, what's going on, Uh, but let me get back to you. So it's a pretty interesting story. So we thought we would share it here uh, with the podcast as well, that it's kind of like out with the old and then back with the older. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting happening under Mars retrograde, by the way, right? A leader, Mars is leader, pioneering. Okay. Out with the, you know, out with the old, meaning uh, Bob Chapek. And okay, let's bring back someone older, someone who did it prior. And that's when we come up then with uh, our Iger, Bob Iger stepping in. So anyhow, it's kind of interesting. And so just to clarify for anyone that doesn't know maybe Disney or the uh, the politics behind Disney, Mr. Yeah. Iger has already been in this position in the past mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now they're bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. So I think the interesting twist we're going to take on this is this is pretty interesting. I mean, again, I don't follow this stuff closely, but I certainly uh, heard there was a lot of shock and awe over this move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it came out after some bad financial reports showed up about what was going on at Disney. So I, I, we all understand why they did it, probably. But um, the idea was, okay, we could have tried to find if we could find Bob Iger's chart or find Bob Chapek's chart, what's going on in there. But 
we elected to go back to Walt Disney himself. Yeah. So if you listen to our Halloween episode, we mm-hmm. spoke about this concept that even though, even after someone passes on, that the chart still lives on. And that's where we can like look up someone like Elvis's chart and say, why is he having a blockbuster hit this year? Mm-hmm. What is going on in his chart? So because the charts never die, we thought, let's look up Disney, uh, Walt Disney's chart and see what is going on. And by the way, we have a pretty well-documented chart that we have a good a good birth time. So uh, we felt very comfortable using Walt Disney's chart. Um, so when we looked, right, there we could see that Pluto, which many of you might know, is moving in those last degrees of Capricorn, and it's approaching uh, the, his Venus. Now, this is Walt Disney's Venus. Yeah. It sits at 29 degree Capricorn. Yeah. And By the way, can I, can I say this? Lasting yeah. legacy. Anyone with 29 Capricorn has the potential for having a lasting legacy. Yeah. I mean, his is yeah. a lot of, you know, his is huge, <laughs> you know, so we have to water it down for some of us, but that's a, that's an important degree for building a legacy. Yeah. Well, and Venus rules beauty. It rules money that 29 degrees, uh, very royal for anyone also that has 29 degrees prominent in their chart. And then Capricorn, that ability to build something that lasts forever or to, to rise to the top of what you do to be the best, to create something of long lasting value. Yeah. And his Venus sitting in that fifth house reinforces that with his passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's often about your baby. What's your baby or who's your baby? right? So fostering children, of course, but his clearly was about the kingdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and fifth house is the platform, your stage. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we can see how this is important. So in, in Disney's lifetime, Pluto never hit that Venus. No. So I just got to, I just kind of thought, oh, come, come with me in the spirit world, in the spirit of Sagittarius, of like worlds beyond, the world is bigger than we ever can imagine. Just think of Walt Disney has not been happy, so to speak. The spirit of Walt Disney has not been happy with this wallet sucking, you know, soul crushing uh, changes that have been made by uh, the CEO over the past several years. Yeah. And which ended up with a terrible, you know, uh, revenues, their revenues plummeted and, you know, their shares dropped, you know, Walt Disney should have been pretty upset. (laughs) Right. That's kind of funny to think like even people that have passed on, they can still feel the pain. Yeah. (laughs) Feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, based on Disney, Walt Disney's chart, it does look like 2023 will kind of be a painful year of recovery. Yes. Just because Pluto will retrograde over that 29 degree uh, Capricorn Venus that he has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the story's not over yet, but I mean, uh, okay, the big, the big blockbuster news has happened. So we just enjoy that idea of just looking at astrology from a little bit different point of view. Yeah. So if we go back to, um, our topic for today, new moons. We want to dive into that. Before we get into that, uh, I want to, um, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Megan Linney from the Lair Lounge. 
Hello, Mama Me listeners. You must be like me, a huge fan of Kate and Mary's conversations about all things astrology. My name is Megan Linney. I'm a Taurus sun and a Scorpio moon, also the founder of The Layer Lounge. We are a skincare boutique down here in the Arts District of Las Vegas, and I'm thrilled to offer all of you listeners a great promotion for the holidays. Beginning on Black Friday, which is a day after Thanksgiving, through the end of the year, New Year's Eve, while supplies last, we offer our annual promotion, which has become somewhat famous. It is when you purchase a gift certificate of $100 or more, you receive a goodie bag, a gift bag, if you call it, um, full of self-care, delicious products. Typically, the value of that is $35 to $40. And it's an amazing gift in and of itself as the gift certificate, supporting people and encouraging them to take care of themselves and make time. Um, but also the gift bag is a great secondary gift or stocking stuffers, or if you're really smart, keep it for yourself. At any rate, you can purchase these online on our website, thelayerlounge.com, or you can find us on social media. Instagram is our favorite. TikTok also, we're on there. Or you can call us the old-fashioned way at 702-888-2037. At any case, grab them while they last. They, we sell about 50, and the promotion ends when the gift bags are gone. So take advantage of it, and we look forward to sharing some holiday joy with you. In the meantime, look up to the stars. They seem to have all the answers. Thank you. Okay, welcome back. So like we said, it is Black Friday. So her special is kicking off this week. Um, as we get into our new moon talk, first, we want to say that there is a new moon every month. And new, and sometimes there's two new, new moons. Yeah, there can be, yes. There can be, yep. Um, new moons are oppositions of full moons. So, you know, at the peak, you cannot even see them on a cloudless night. So you look up into the sky and... Uh, there is no moon visible. And it's interesting because I'm going to make a tell a little story. I mean, I think everyone's experienced this idea that, you know, if your um, new moons are dark, you can't quite see them and yet you still feel them. That's what's interesting. And I, I can only think of a few times when I've been home alone and uh, you think you hear a noise. Like someone, did someone just open the front door? Did someone just come to the garage? You know, and you, many times I say, I go, hello, <laughs> you know, is anyone there? Or is that you, Bill? Or something of that nature. And of course, no one answers. And, you know, then you kind of question yourself. Was that real? Did I hear something? Where'd that sound come from? And then, you know, at some point, you, you of course, you return back to what you were doing, but you're a little unsettled by it. Yeah. So you have the feeling of it. So that's what a new moon is like, kind of wakes up something that you maybe don't even quite understand yet. Yeah. And and I mean, the moon cycles, I feel like have become so trendy and popular over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is just one piece to astrology, but it is interesting to track the cycles of the new moon and the full moon to maybe figure out which ones you're more sensitive to. Or to see, you know, what the timeline is of, do you have aha moments the night of the full moon or new moon? Does it come a week later? Uh, You know, it's something that I tracked with my partner, Mikey, where, you know, before we met, he did not (laughs) believe in any of this stuff. He was not aware. And it's like clockwork two nights before the full moon, he's getting anxious. He's feeling unsettled. 
he said, he, he says like, I can't explain what's going on. I just don't feel good. And then we've put it together that, oh my gosh, it's directly related to the full moon that there is like a physical reaction that his body has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the the new moon and the full moon, I mean, they're extremes, they're opposites, but they both have an effect. We kind of operate on that. And I understand I get busy some months and, and unawares of the new moon or the full moon. So it doesn't hit me like a whammo every time, but depending upon the degree yep. and your own chart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he was born under a new moon. So I'm curious if that's why he's more sensitive to the full moon because it's kind of oh, like the opposite yeah. of how he was born. I was born under a full moon. So yeah. I'm usually like jazzed under these times. Like yeah. I'm good. What's going on with you? You know what? That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. But anyhow, everything we've said so far, it's just general information, new moons, okay, what they're about. So explain to everyone what's what's unusual, what happens every year, starting in November, going out through March. And this happens, you know, you could go back every year and track this, but it happens. Yeah. So every year between November and March, there are five new moons in a row. So five straight new moons that all occur at the same degree. So when I say straight, I mean like every month, like the, the every new moon that happens between March, sorry, November and March are all at the same degree, different signs, mm -hmm. but the same degree. So if we look back to last year, this happened November through March, we were talking about 12 degrees last year um, with personal clients. I don't think we did a podcast on it. No. Um, and this year they are all happening at one degree. So if I just run through the list really quick, we had one already here last week on November 23rd that happened at one degree of Sagittarius. The next one's happening on December 23rd at one degree of Capricorn. Then January 21st at one degree of Aquarius. February 20th at one degree of Pisces. And then the last one will be March 21st at um, one degree of Aries. Right. Yeah, it's just short. It's the last one. So it starts moving about 10 seconds, 10 seconds off, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, it, that, that is the way the last one is. It's just about 10 seconds short of that degree. So anyhow, um, but think about one, the number one. So I've just said that this happens every year from November through March, but not at one degree. We all know that number one is pretty important, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we know that from a competitive viewpoint, but we also know it's the start. It's you got to start somewhere. Which really doubles down on that idea of new moons because yes. new moons are fresh. You look up in the sky, it's a clean slate. I have, you know, a lot to work. I, ha I have a clean slate to start the next 30 days off of. And that's why we talk about manifesting with the new moon. Like, what do you want to create? because it is a blank slate. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is an approximate 30 year cycle, by the way, I said tw 28, but it's actually closer to 30 year cycle. So, you know, for those who with great memories, right, you might want to go back to November of 1992, uh, when the new moon was at two degrees. So it's not exact, we're at one degree, but hey, two is close enough that if you have something in your chart, that's being activated by this one degree. It was also happening in 1992 when the series was at two degrees. So that's yeah. not for everyone. You know, some people love to look back, right, Kate? Yep. And other people just, 
oh, it's work. <laughs> you know, really some people say, work. I have, no, I don't even want to think about it. Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that's fine too. But if you're good at that, jot down 1992 and think what happened between the fall of 92 and the spring of 1993. And you might gain some keen insight. True. And even if you don't like to look back, yeah, I still like to give the dates just because sometimes people can become very worried about what does this mean? What's going to happen to me? Right. And I think just knowing Hey, you've been through this before. You survived it. Yeah. Sometimes can just calm people down to know, like, okay, like this is not the end of the world. Right. And I think that you could say you're getting pushed. Maybe you're getting nudged. Maybe you're just thinking of something and you're quite not sure. Many times, I mean, how many times do you think of something before you actually do it? (laughs) You know, sometimes I can be thinking about something for a year and then finally do it. I mean, I'm not proud of that necessarily, but, you know, uh, we don't all, I'm, I'm not a jump and run person. Yeah. I don't throw myself into things very quickly. Right. Oh, unless so, it's astrology. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any major planets or points in your chart between zero and three degrees of any sign, this is significant because that means that these new moons will be activating that point in your chart. And that can definitely color or give you more insight as to what type of new beginnings you might be um, expecting. So we are going to run through all 12 of the signs um, based on solar astrology, but you know, just an example for this would be particularly important if you have like a one degree rising or one degree ascendant. Um, I know last year we worked with a couple clients that had that 12 degrees, which was the degree we were looking at last year. And there was a rebirth of their identity of how they were presenting themselves. And some people did it through work or their handshake. And some people did it through a physical transformation of their body. Yeah. I'd like to give the old domino example. This clearly March November through March is like a domino effect. One, you change one thing in your life and then it leads to a series of things. Hard to go back and say, oh, that all started with this. Sometimes it's very difficult to kind of connect the dots, but it is one thing leading to another. So it's a beautiful transition for most people. I personally have never talked to anyone where they saw this as a negative. Right. In the end, in the end, by the time they got to the springtime, they were very pleased. Absolutely. So let's start running through um, the 12 signs again. If you know your birth chart, look to see what major planets you have at between zero and three degrees. But let's go ahead and start with Aries. Right. And, the, and would you, this is solar astrology here, right? Yeah. So, right. So we can start with Aries. So uh, that first... Um, new moon, which happened here on the 23rd already last week, uh, was occurring in the ninth house. So very positive place to be having that new beginnings, maybe a new identity, maybe a new promotion, something where the person, the Aries is being validated. Oh, you did a good job. Uh, and maybe that opens you up. Maybe it opens you up for potential a bonus. Maybe a potential, you know, you're not joining a meeting that you've never been a part of. Or maybe you're booking a, a, a plan, you know, you get to travel for pleasure, for business. There should be something lucky coming out of this. And I think as we go through the series, November, December, January, February to March, 
I think they're going to have a much enhanced uh, positive feeling about themselves of what has been those improvements that have been kicked off now. Yeah. I should all, we all, he'd said Aries. We should also say that Aries rising mm, okay. might feel yeah. a little bit more accurate mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to just do the solar astrology. Um, and then one other thing about Aries, just because it is that ninth house, Aries might have just set a good, a nice goal for themselves mm. where, you know, if they're on a sales team, they might think, okay, I just put together my goals for 2023 for sales mm, because okay. ninth house is all about that next level. Mm-hmm. As we move to Taurus or Taurus rising, um, it's this energy is starting in the eighth house. So I would think that there would be some conversations around monies. They might be getting very serious about monies or very transparent with monies or having some new conversations around money. You know, they could also be doing some detoxing. um, And again, on all levels. Uh, looking at their budget, detoxing, looking at their weight, detoxing. So it's a transformative. This is exciting for Taurus, as I say. And it's going to somehow, as it progresses again, through the end of the series, March, it's almost like a little therapy, a little a mental, um, uh, tending to mental, emotional health. Mm-hmm. Gonna, it's so it, even though here it starts out maybe about money or having to negotiate with power, something of significance. I mean, I don't know. I get nervous when I have to negotiate something uh, mm-hmm. because you're coming up against the power. You're coming up against another stronger personality or company. Um, I might even say that whatever they're starting now is kind of is going to break them free from some sort of imprisonment. So maybe like a conversation that they didn't want to have, but now there's the relief that they had it, or maybe they can form a deeper connection with someone because now they don't have the weight of, oh, I didn't tell this person Mm -hmm. this secret, right? Or that I'm in debt, or maybe you've lost weight. And so you're saying, oh my gosh, now I can go and run around with my kids. (laughs) That it's, it's, it's letting you free. I think whatever this new, new beginning is. Yeah. And so again, pretty positive again. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Gemini. Gemini is happening in their solar seventh house, or again, Gemini rising. Yeah. Could listen to this one. Uh, but this is about uh, who you're in relationship with. Yeah. And so, of course, that opens the door for new relationships. Uh, again, but being included, being invited in, being uh, you know, ask somebody coming to you, asking you the question rather than going over your head or going to somebody else. So there's a lot of validation that you're in the circle. I'm in the group. I think so, this would be a great one too. If, if you were thinking of taking on an apprentice, if you were going to be managing a new team, that there should be some sort of new partnerships that are forming yeah. Yeah. under this. And I do think you kind of maybe already said it, but the outcome of this is, feeling part of the larger group or feeling like I finally found my place within this community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whether it could be a title, but it could be a camaraderie thing like, oh, they included me on the, on this lunch or this dinner or, you know what I mean? So sometimes it comes in very soft ways. Other times it comes in, oh, look at me. I got a better title. Yeah. For cancers or cancer rising, um, it's activating the sixth house. So this could be uh, new storylines around paperwork. <laughs> yeah. You might feel like um, you're reconsidering work 
is this still working? Maybe I want to expand my duties. Maybe I want to move into a new field, a new property. Uh, work could be feeling maybe a little uncomfortable, I would think, with that new moon there, because uh, that could even be like, oh, new management came in. Is Am I safe? Do I still want to, you know, take part in this this group? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it could also could also bring up this awareness of, you know, they're not treating me correctly. They're not respecting me. I'm not being respected. So there could be some issues about unequal relationships and needing to resolve those, you know, but there also can be, I think, as you said earlier about something else is this would be a great time if they were training somebody else. Mm, yeah. Uh, cancers also might be having some new routines around uh, embracing mental or physical health. Right. And I do think it ends in recognition. It's going to end there up at the top of the chart. And it, I would think that it's going to pay off whatever maybe struggles you're going through. I think it's going to launch you forward to land in a better position. So let's talk about Leo or Leo rising. Um, the new moon would be affecting that fifth house. Now, this seems natural for Leo. This doesn't seem to be a stretch, but, you know, we've met some Leos that aren't the traditional what you think, right? Yep. Loud, spotlight, hoggers type of energy. But so this is an energy of being more of yourself. It's like if you're going to throw a party, throw that costume party that you've always wanted rather than just throwing the typical party. No, stretch your guests, ask them to express themselves. This is an energy about people being quirky and, you know, people loving to go to, you know, to, to be with you because you are different. Yeah. So it is a standout energy. Uh, doesn't mean that you're loud and boisterous though. It's just a standing out, carving your niche. Uh, maybe the obvious things is for Leos as well. Romance, of course, would be a very good time to be laying the seeds of a new relationship. Uh, and or reconsidering how they've been treated in a current relationship. Well, there we go. That's true, too. That's true. <laughs> it has a pretty happy ending. So it's good news either way of how if you're reassessing uh, or, you know, or looking at somebody new. And also the children, we gotta throw children in there. There's a lot of focus oftentimes on schooling for children. What's the best for a child? Oh, do I wanna have children? A good time for pregnancies, absolutely under this energy. Very true. And again, it kind of ends with some sense of, I've achieved it. I did well, this was, that was a smart move on my part. Yeah, I think bigger and better would be like my outcome words for this one. Yeah. I think there is some reconsideration about romance and even reconsideration about their platform. Mm -hmm. Maybe like that's how I've always, you know, that's what I've always allowed. Maybe I'm not going to allow that anymore. Right. Right. For Virgos or Virgo risings, this is uh, starting in your fourth house of home. So I think that there's a big focus on what does home feel like? What is family? You might be putting together the initial thoughts about what would a move look like at this point? What, you know, where would I, what neighborhood would I want to move in? Maybe what kind of budget do we want to have uh, towards that? So I would think you're rethinking your foundation and your emotional security. Mm -hmm. And that can be everything from having to repair the home, fix the home so that, oh, it is, this will work for us over the long term. 
making adaptations, you know, as we, as I always think of my age group, oh, I'm going to put in safety bars. I'm going to do something that makes this home work for me over the long term. So it's a new beginning, focused on foundational, focusing on the home, making it a safer, better place. Uh, and it seems to actually, uh, this, this sounds illogical to say, but it seems to add a greater sense of wealth, a greater sense of power, feeling empowered. Uh, and there could be extra monies that actually kind of come out of this by the time we come into the March window, which it doesn't, it's not obvious how that would happen, but that's well, what I was going to translate that as they might be going into large money transactions in order to oh. <laughs> create this security. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, maybe that's it. Okay. Anyhow, it's a, uh, it's very home-based though and family whose family, redefining, enriching, you know, putting more focus on those extended family relationships. Yeah. For Libras or Libra rising, it's activating the third house. So I do think that uh, maybe there's more of, uh, of, of a focus coming in rather than just juggling multiple things. So you might be getting very clear, um, Again, because we're just in the beginning pieces of it, you might be saying, hey, in 2023, I'm raising my prices or in 2023, I'm no longer going to do that. Um, whether it's a piece of your business that you don't want to do, I'm no longer going to do that. You're going to focus on what you do the best. Yeah, simply they might be po focusing on what makes the most money. Yeah. Dropping something that may be more of a distraction under this energy. Yeah. Uh, but it does lead, and I got it, it leads into more status, being seen, have a better handle, we used to call it back in the day, but having a handle on somebody is like, a you know, we now call it the brand that they have, but strengthening that brand. Yeah, or could even uh, lead into some nice partnerships. Yes. Yeah. Um, for Scorpios or Scorpio rising, it's starting in that second house of values and security. So there could be some uh, new conversations, again, kind of around money, like we spoke about with Aries. I think it's more of the day-to-day -day monies and what you value. So you might be saying, I really value my home, so I want to repaint it. I want to, uh, I want to put money into what I value. That's it. You're, you're lining up your money with, with your thinking, with your what, what's most important to you. So Scorpios could be making some interesting choices of where they're putting the money these days. But again, we know they're under this energy. They're trying to build more security, more predictability in their life. They want to be happy. This is a joyful placement. I want joy. And I can certainly say I've found a lot more joy through paint <laughs> through yeah. color on the walls it certainly has happened in my case i can see it kind of blossoming as we think but where is that taking us it's the use of the talents the use of your energy and there seems to to me look like maybe that work environment where you serve how you serve is going through some sort of again transition but getting it into a more comfortable space and i think those can naturally go hand in hand that when you realign your values <laughs> Mm -hmm. Again, that could be that, okay, my values is having the weekends off and right. so maybe you're changing, you know, working hours or you're going down to part-time something that it does affect the work and in, in how you serve as well. Yeah. Or yeah. saying, I want to spend more time with my kids. So we're going to budget to have a nanny come in or a house helper, you know, to cleaner, to help out <clears throat> with duties around the house. So I can use the time that I value to spend with my children. 
any of those, any yeah. combination. Yeah. Um, for Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, um, it's hitting, well, yeah, the first house mm. uh, of self. So there should be a renewed focus on the physical body or being validated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that physical body, I mean, this is falls into the classic storyline of, oh, I need to take care of myself. I need to do this for myself. I need to not do that anymore. So yes, we can get into all the do's and don'ts, so to speak, about healthcare, but that does, there's a natural window for Sagittarius. Their body may be calling them, look into this, go to the doctor, make sure this is okay. So that type of a kind of passive energy that's not gonna amount to too much, but it's the idea I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting some level of security that I'm on the right track, yeah. uh, but, you know, Sagittarius, sorry. Did you but also put a big focus on travel, like a heavy travel window. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, wanting to explore, uh, you know, Sagittarius likes to be on the move. They like to see the bigger picture. So here comes new moon energy in that arena. And you're looking for where else can I see? Where else should I go? What's the travel? Uh, very nice energy. And, you know, we can even think of... Um, uh, you know, my daughter-in-law, Erica, you know, is Sagittarius and, you know, she went on a cruise, right? Right, right. under that energy. Yeah. Uh, I think it was her first cruise, but the idea is I want to see something different. I want to have a different experience, but it is yeah. a validation. She, there's a lot of validating opportunities. And out of all this, uh, you know, there's more joy, there's more passion. Um, I was say, I think that's where it's ending is the passion, yeah. the confidence, being able to show up and say, Hey, I've done this. I feel confident to do that. I've been there. I've done that. Mm -hmm. I'll do it again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for Capricorns or Capricorn rising, it's affecting that 12th house. Um, so there should be something, the new beginning of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm no longer going to be doing that. You might be acknowledging the problem. You might be seeing the problem for the first time. And in, so you might have just taken those initial steps to start pulling away from something that has been tethering you. And, you know, I'm going to use the word addictions, but I mean it in a very broad sense, the addiction of work, the addiction yeah. of picking that phone up and, you know, and continually being in social media, you're just aware of maybe where you're that, where you're losing time, where it's not serving you anymore. So you're breaking free of it. And boy, uh, this is really good for self-growth uh, and also for this idea of where it's heading into like being happier in the home, just your personal life. You know what I call the pajama hours, okay. right? That part where you're not out circulating face to face, but you are casual, you're relaxed, and there's a real enhancement coming in that home environment. And again, should we go back and say this again? It's not that it's automatic that that's going to happen. It well, it's kind of true. I mean, it is kind of true, but, but if you're conscious about it, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of exhilarating and it seems like it maxes out the energy. Yeah. Yeah. For Aquarius or Aquarius rising, it's aspecting that 11th house. So this is excellent for new groups, uh, incorporating new technologies, maybe having a different relationship with social media finding uh, your community. Mm -hmm. um, so I know like I, I'm an Aquarius um, son. And so just here in the last uh, two weeks, I put together a 
like a new PDF document, basically pitching myself to the corporate spaces for the hotels, mm-hmm. um, for astrology readings, tarot readings, just a bunch of unique offerings for conferences and in different conventions that come into the hotel space. So, you know, I was just in the initial process of sending those out. So the idea of finding a new group or a new kind of home base within some of, um, the people that refer, refer out entertainment. Yeah. But look at, look how it ends going through this transition energy. By the time we get to March, a lot of focus there about the idea of maybe you do have two, you have this and then you have, you know, you're juggling. It could be that juggling between the transition between, but you know, there's, that's a whole energy where it's going about my schedule. Yeah. Uh, maybe when, and it can be, um, commuting. Yes. It could be a commuting thing or something, but it can also be the idea of I'm not, I'm not commuting as much. I'm not on the, on the, on the interstate driving back and forth to a place. There's a focus here on kind of, uh, mental well-being, I would say. Well, it really changes the routine that Aquariuses have been under. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we don't necessarily know that are you cutting back or are you adding a bunch more? Right. I, we don't. It puts a focus on that routine, a change yeah. or a flux in daily routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then lastly, we have Pisces or Pisces rising. It's um, lighting up the tenth house, so there should be some sort of new beginning or new opportunity around your leadership or something where you're in a very public space. So that could be saying, oh, I volunteered for to be the lead on a project. I decided to maybe go for a promotion where I would be seen more. I would think that they want to step up and kind of take on some additional responsibility. Uh, hopefully it's a want and it's not just someone's dumping it on you, but it, well, it can even work both if, ways. Even if that is, maybe for it to come out kind of after the fact that this person saved me, this person you know, they took, you know, helped me out. There is some recognition. Now, I don't think there's necessarily recognition right here and now. They may be asked. I think I liked your thought that they may be dumped on initially, but if they did something, made the contribution that I do think that's part of, because where this is headed for them is a greater sense of security or literally extra monies, uh, the raise, you know, that recognition thing coming. So sometimes we do things just to pitch in and sometimes we're forced to. And then in the end, wow, we actually get credit. They actually see it now. Maybe it's a month later before they give credit or maybe it's that cumulative five months later, they go, wait a minute, you've done this and this and this and this. And now this translates into something solid. So it's, these lovely series of new moons. Again, it's a an amazing storyline about, you know, we could go just, is it the end of the, of, the, of the calendar year where we're setting new goals? This is the time period. Some people, not everyone starts thinking about what's my goals for 2023? What am I trying to accomplish, so to speak? But it is, it happens in the cosmic air around <laughs> us. This is what's happening. So it really, you know, hits in on one point and kind of care has some continuity to carry through to, you know, see some nice changes. Yeah. That would actually be kind of cool if you don't know what your like 2023 goals are yet or your resolutions, if you will, that you could really pair it with the astrology and kind of allow the astrology to (laughs) show you where the new focus should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One other thing that I wanted to throw in is um, I do offer uh, PDFs of each of the new moons. Um, I have like affirmations written out and, um, 
and uh, journal prompts for each of the new moons. I sell it in a 12 new moon package. So that is always available on my website as a PDF download. I think it's $12 for all 12 of the new moons. So it works out to like a dollar um, for each new moon. But if you are interested in starting to learn the cycles of the moons, or you know, you're trying to document how you feel around them, or you want to get into a cycle that is available on my website. Right. So that nice thing else you want to throw in mom? No, I'm just uh, happy, belated, ha happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a great uh, um, positive holiday experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everyone's support and we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.